When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Live from the Knapsack Files studios in Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack, and doing what we used to do in the old days... We don't do it as much. Mostly it's just me talking in a funny voice into a microphone or eating sizzler with friends and all that's great, but I love interviewing people. I love sitting down and talking with them, getting to know them, letting you out there in Knapsack Files land get to know them as well, and we're going to do it today with a very fun, energetic, good guy with the best mustache in town, <laughs> Coy Jandrew is here. Coy, welcome. Thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. I've been trying to do this for a while here, and we're gonna start. We're gonna start here. We're gonna start with the simplest spot. Okay. How do you say your last name? It is so. It's it looks way more complicated than it is. Right. It is John Dro. John Dro. So it's it's like J O N D R O, but right. unfortunately, it has every vowel yeah. in the game. And then my my first name John also Dro. looks like it should be more complicated. <laughs> People look at my name and like, oh, that's a Star Wars name. And I was like, you're damn right, it is. Coy. Also, let me spell it out for you. Coe Jandro, because like Jandro, yeah. I've gotten everything from Jandrew to mm-hmm. Andrew, and I was like, "There's a J. It's not silent. That's weird." Yeah, uh, Jandrau, J- yeah, Jandro, Jandro, and then I like saying uh, Jandro. Yeah, that's got the French flavor. Got the French like, and that's the thing because we're in this business, and you, you usually meet over podcasts or hosting yeah. or screen junkies, and it's like, well, I know Koi, right. I want to get the Oprah, name right. the, the yeah. seal name. I got that one name Koi thing, which totally plays. I tried to get at COI on Twitter and they said it was too short. And I was like, you've let others do the three letter. What do you, yeah. what do you, why this betrayal back in the day? Yeah. Apparently it's uh, the game's changed. Uh, I mean, good old Lon Harris has his lawn. I'm that's, so jealous. That's one of the greatest ones ever. That's yeah. I tried for at COI and it just didn't play. Uh, I need to send a, you, send a letter. You need to send a letter. You need to get that. Uh, you got that check mark. I got yeah, No, not yeah, the thing is I, I got the, I applied for the check mark when verification was open. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon soon as I like applied within a week, they're like, we're not going to acknowledge these, uh, attempts at checks anymore. <laughs> I was like, guys, I host like six shows. Yeah. I, I, I have a published, uh, three published things in, in actual print magazines. And then I was on the Avengers red carpet. The only guy like, Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm here for the Avengers, but uh, that blue check means I'm not really relevant to you yet. Though. It's, I don't have it either. And I've, I applied myself like three, four times. Yeah. And rejected flatly every time. And it's weird. Like Harloff had Dude, applied before. Harloff, man. Couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, and I don't, it's like the check mark, you know, we don't need it for life, the universe and everything. But it helps. But it does help. And people don't, people don't realize that, that a lot of times when you're either maybe get sponsorship shows, mm-hmm. communicating with it, within the industry, whatever reason, I have it on Facebook, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, that check mark does mean something. It gets you a different folder. It gets yes. you like when you send people stuff. Yeah. Like, it gives you a different like, hey, look, look at me actually being here yeah. as a professional. As a professional. Professional, right. And so I, I don't mean to throw shade at anyone. I've seen people who my water cup has more followers <laughs> and shows than them, and they're official. Good for them. 
happy for them. Yeah. They barely cleared the comma and right. they're like rocking out with the check. And I was like, oh, how do I lobby for this? How do angle? I do it? Uh, but the, actually the, the last name to cycle back to the open yeah. uh, is actually cool because my, my dad mm-hmm. is actually my stepdad, but okay. he raised me since I was like three. So I took the last name. So uh-huh. I have no French blood. So it's funny because people meet me and they don't expect like this <laughs> Irish man <laughs> with the last name John Rowe. And then the first name Koi, you don't know what you're expecting, but I'm yeah. never what people like think when they see my name. Is Koi, is Koi short for anything? Or no, that that's it. It's a twenties name. Uh, my great grandfather yeah. was named Koi. That's so there awesome. was a lot of Koi's back in the twenties. And there's actually a Warner Brothers security guard named Koi spelled the same. So really? whenever I have an audition or go on the Warner Brothers lot, we have this like, Hey, hey a lot of Koi's in the world. Yeah, there's that, a 23 on Facebook. There's a group people named Koi Unite. Old timey <laughs> names being brought back is an interesting concept. I love it. I could see getting behind that. Cause thing. I'm going to name my firstborn Koi, Koi. Uh, male or female. Because I think, I think it's a name that works. Yeah, for I either. think it could work. And then I also like I like the ancestry of it. And then uh, my middle name is my grandparents' maiden name because they helped raise me. Okay. So my name is like literally my life story. It's Koi Merrick's Jondro because it was my mom's uh, parents and then my dad who took me on. Koi Merrick's Jondro. It's a lot of name. Which war did you lose <laughs> in 1812? <laughs> it's been a rough go of it for the last couple hundred years. But by golly, I'm here. Where'd you grow up? Uh, so I was born in Virginia. Okay. Uh, did zero to five there. Uh, yeah. And then my family. <laughs> <laughs> we moved to uh, upstate New York, yeah, and then that was like Rochester area. We were there okay. from uh, five to eight, and then I moved to Boston uh, soon thereafter in like the suburbs. I did the like Drake at Lowell, Chelmsford, like gotcha. trifecta, uh, and then at twenty one, I moved out to LA. So I've I've kind of covered a lot of the different regions of the country. Yeah, that, and then so that's a lot of time on the East Coast. Though. Yeah, that that is that I'd is. I'm an East Coaster. You you, you at heart, you're an yeah. East Coaster. I walk fast, talk fast, get stuff as much as I can. <laughs> like there's definitely some pacing issues in, in the West Coast, if you know what I mean. We. Uh, we definitely know you have high energy and I love it. I love it. It was, it was, uh, the master of the speed round on, uh, on, on movie fights when you showed up there and what, yeah, that's funny. Cause LA, I grew up all California, but LA is faster than my hometown. Okay. But uh, so, but, but you notice that much of a difference even in LA to me, this is crawling. To me, wow. like when someone like business wise, when yeah. people are like, yeah, we'll get back to you. I'm like, that email should be within the five. I, all my emails right. are responded to or deleted. I one touch emails. <laughs> I get an email. I acknowledge it exists. Either it's time to respond or not. And then it goes away. I, I am so opposite of that, that we, we, <laughs> we could never be married. Cause you there have, was no communication, you, you, no communication. Um, but I, I respect it because I, I have a habit of, uh, just putting it in a mental file, like ah, I need to respond to Koi. I'll do that Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday I'll get to you. Texts haunt me. Yeah. Emails haunt me. I I need to have at least three to four shows, mm-hmm. two to three day jobs, and then like when I walk around the grocery store, yeah. I'm not on Facebook. I'm reading comics. I've got like the Comicsology app open, and my brain just, is like putting input, input, input. Always like that. As as a youngster, you start. Where did that start? When that set in? So I started reading comics when I was four, and I used to carry them around in a backpack. So I used to have a backpack with comic books, a bucket of CDs a Walkman and a Game Boy. You were like the 90s mall kid. Dude, I could yeah. not get enough stimuli. <laughs> and now that like the world's in a phone, the yeah. internet is just like, what can oh. I get in my brain? And then I, I drive to podcasts or mm. like speed rap. Uh, I either need like Machine okay. Gun Kelly, Yellow Wolf, Eminem, like something just, to get my brain. Going, 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 going. And I sleep listening to like White Zombie and like, like almost... Just some- it's a weird man. My brain doesn't like calm. <laughs> you know, just some little bedtime poetry. With yeah, you know, a little, little white zombie More to human tuck you in. You men. Um, wow. So as a kid, uh, you just, uh, was your whole family like that? Did you, 
were you like were they like oh it's coy he's running around <laughs> his room again so the problem was uh i was raised the reason my grandparents have okay. uh such an important part of my name is uh i was raised in the south on a mountain literally okay. uh, so it was the whole family aunts uncles grandparents when i was born uh, my great great grandparents were alive and they lived in west virginia whoa so i got to meet my great greats and today uh That's, to date yeah. i just lost my greats Okay. Um, so I, I knew my wow. great grandparents up until I was about 2022. 20, wow. So I got wow. to know my history. Um, and that's a family is so important to me. So I, that's always been a, a through line, but on the mountain, it was like all of the cousins and like you kind of raised as a herd, but I was the first grandchild. <laughs> so I was the, the one that was like on, they got a yeah. new VHS camera, film that film that I, kid, I yeah. would like crash my bike on camera and I'd look at the camera and see if they got it and do it again. <laughs> I was like a like, stunt child. Re- reset. Yeah. Like, you Back get to that? one. So since I couldn't remember existing, I was yeah. always doing stuff for either for attention or for the pleasing of others. And I think that's why I like to entertain is I, I love, love i love consuming i love a media so right. i like gathering information and then showing people why it's great yeah, like yeah. people think about yes man i just like stuff i i uh, well that's that's a great place to dig in because when it comes to me talking about star wars game of thrones it's not that i don't recognize that there's some things uh, that maybe aren't the top notch of it or anything but but i'm like oh i like i like this yeah. stuff i want to find out why it's good and why what it all connects with and why you should like it too absolutely i'm in no shill i have i'm waiting for those disney checks please Cole. when the disney checks come in i'll be living a very different life yeah when did that when, when did that start because that did change for me there was probably a point in my uh, late late 90s where I was more like oh that didn't reach my <laughs> I'd come out of film school and all that kind of stuff I think I just left anything I didn't like behind instead of yeah. talking about it instead of like right. and that's what I do now as a host like people are like oh why don't you ever have anything you don't like I'm like did you hear me talk about it humans nah right. like I just don't acknowledge it instead of like diving into it so I think since I, I can remember I either was defending the good in something like I'd find stuff that was good in Generation X that pilot okay. or I would like ignore it entirely and I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go like if I see the first two in a movie's installment, I'm not going to keep watching it. I'm not going to keep investing keep in a medium that is because I've got so much I want to be doing. And yeah. like, since I can remember, since I can like put together what I wanted to do for a living, it was always like five things. Mm. I used to act, uh, and the reason I liked acting was it was because it was ten jobs. Like you play right. a doctor, so you learn enough about being a doctor. You play a lawyer, you got to learn some law. Excellent. And yeah. that's why I like hosting is because I have to be as informed as possible, and I want to be like the Joe Rogan for pop culture. Right. Like oh, I, that, that's your brand. That's my brand. I man. like that. I want to be Ellen meets Joe Rogan. <laughs> I want to be wow. like the, the hyper positive bro zen. Like I love that I'm like this a burning man guy that works out likes UFC like Spider Man, but also I'm like super positive. It's so weird to I grew up a nerd, uh, you know when it meant something different. I was, I was <laughs> bullied physically at times. Uh, not I wore a Return of the Jedi shirt, not other kids wearing Return of the Jedi shirts. But over time, I grew to I love lifting the weights. I yeah. love baseball. I love playing sports, and we love to divide everything up. We love to say you're over in that corner. I'm over in this corner. Never uh, shall the two meet, and that's not true. Tribalism, so, man. Yeah, like it's real. It's a real thing. The way I always saw it is like when you go to we'll use baseball. Like when you go yeah. to a baseball field, and the way the announcer gets your attention is by going like the left side of the field. How do you feel? Yeah, yeah. The right side of the field, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I hate the left side. <laughs> like human beings, just by their very nature, are like, let me look at this thing. How right. can I categorize it? How can I separate it? Uh, Republicans, Democrats, uh, yeah. DC, Marvel. There's always this inherent like they're over there i'm over here i'm better because because and i always like i hated that because i in high school i I was at every table at the lunchroom because i was like hey the goths have better music than the preps but the preps dress in a way that i can identify with but oh no i don't read that stuff and i like sports only when i'm playing it i don't like watching it right so i had nowhere to like land so i just bounced 
I, you know, I used to throw parties. I'm right there with you. I used to throw parties in my mid to early 20s, late 20s, and all different kind of friend, friend it's groups beautiful. would be there. Yeah. It's the and, UN Summit. And I'm in the center, the human summit. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to gather. Did you did you pick that up uh, up on the hill or when you came down the hill, Virginia? Uh, <laughs> so when I got off the mountain, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the, the, all of that was like my family's all like firefighters and EMTs. They're really about wow. like saving people. Gotcha. Um, there's, I don't think there's a single member of my family that had the day job that wasn't helping. Like my grandfather mm-hmm. built homes from scratch like plumbing, electric and carpentry does everything. Yes. And then everyone else is like hands-on EMT or fire. Right. So I was raised very like be a man or be a woman, do your thing, like oh, handle it. Right, right. And then I was the guy that was like, but what if I just talk? <laughs> so I was definitely like, they were like, that's a weird thing, but maybe. Uh, so it, it quickly turned into me not being the leper, but the mm-hmm. opposite. I was like the one that like might achieve a different thing. Oh, so I became the focal point. Oh, so they were encouraging Super you. Super supportive. It. it wasn't like, yeah, you didn't grab a fire hose. Right. You're not welcome to have the potato salad. Complete, <laughs> completely opposite. Yeah. They were like, Oh, this is different, but we support you. My family's been supportive since the jump. Like it's been incredible. When was that jump? 21, 21, was a, was I, a big jump. Yeah. Like I'd say 18. Uh, so I graduated high school early at 17 and I didn't know what I wanted to <laughs> you do. You were just so fast. I just you couldn't hang even in school. I was like, no, I'm done here. <laughs> It's not even that. I, I'm sure you're highly. I know you're highly intelligent. I'm sure you passed all your tests early. But in my mind, they're just like he just went so we fast. We just can't have him <laughs> in the building because he's telling us things that might not exist yet. Uh, no, I just I got out of there early, and then I took a year off to figure out what I wanted. Went okay, back Greg. to college, realized it wasn't for me. Finished out the semester, and then moved to LA very quickly. Um, okay. So I, I wanted to be an actor, and out out there, I was acting and doing stunts. Uh, yeah. So I started in the stunt game because that was a good way to break in, get SAG, all that jazz. Um, oh, but I didn't I like that. getting hurt for a living. Yeah. I, I, knew, <laughs> I know some stunt men and women actually, uh, uh, tough people. It's rough, man. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm super like, I can take a punch, but I acknowledge how much it hurts. And like, yeah. there's that divide. I think you need to have as a stunt person. I never developed. I was like, no, no, I don't like that. This hurts. I acknowledge I'm not supposed to, pain. but this sucks. What was your most, uh, death defined stunt that you can say you did? So the stunt I got hurt the most on would be on surrogates. Uh, this Bruce Willis movie I did where I dislocated my knee, uh, by crashing the stunt car in front of me stopped short. And I drove almost full tilt into the back of Miata in like this big Yukon. And my knee went one way and my leg went the other. And it just like, uh, and that was like, it should not have been death defying. It was just poorly like the, the markings. Uh, and I think the, the crazy, I skateboarded off of a roof of a house over and over again on project X, but it was actually like a two story roof of a house. So like it was a fully shot on Pasadena. Yeah. We shot at the Burbank ranch. Okay. Uh, We shot at two houses. This is actually funny. I, I don't get starstruck often because mm-hmm. LA, you kind of get you, see, you either know or you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got starstruck by the lethal weapon house because it, oh, yeah. it was two houses down from where we were filming. So every day I wouldn't care about first team. I'd be like, do you know what this <laughs> is? <laughs> and I would just sit on the porch and just absorb the history and just embrace lethal weapon. I do I lived around the corner from the Brady Bunch house for a while. And then uh, at one point mid uh, 2000s, my, my girlfriend at the time lived around from the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Francis's oh, house. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Francis's house. I used to just want to walk by it all the time and shoot some black liquor die gum you know it feels good to have mm-hmm. a, a staple of your childhood exist in I front of you get it man lethal weapon house yeah so you you you're you're feeling the pain you're not sure if it, you just do what you <laughs> want to do but you know you're exposed to the production you obviously an entertainer uh born and bred early on doing take twos on your bike crashes yeah uh, man but also it's interesting you're crashing your bike as a kid and then you know keeps on going keeps on going what point did you decide I, I want to i want to do more regular acting so it was when i left uh, so so in boston they i also on surrogates surrogates is a very uh big moment for a movie yeah, that not a lot yeah. of people saw they flew in 100 extras 
for three days of shooting from Miami and New York. And that was the moment yeah. I was like, Oh, you don't trust people that are local to be your props. To be your pro- yeah, yeah. Literally you're like crossing and they're like, nah, can't do it. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta get out of Boston. Uh, I've been doing student films. I've been doing like some, as much mm-hmm. acting as you can in that, in that pocket. And so I moved out here and I, uh, I actually, I moved in with a kid. I did this movie called bride wars uh, and actually played Chris Pratt's little brother. Bride wars. Uh, yeah. yeah and yeah. Hathaway Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the movie we had like two or three scenes together, but the movie, when that came out, like I'm literally in a scene mm. where it's one of my favorite pieces of my like film career because they cut all of my scenes that were like with right. Chris, there's literally the wedding scene and they zoom in like a slow push and then it pushes over to me and you haven't met me yet. <laughs> so there's just like, and here's Coy, and it leaves. So my whole family, we all went to go to the premiere. We all went and saw it. And then it just pushes in on me and I never come back. And you never come back. So on that movie, I met a kid uh, and I was first team on that. <laughs> like you never know how long these movies started. Yeah. Uh, so I met a kid on that set that was moving to LA and we'd okay. met for six hours because he was like an extra in the extra, wedding scene. Right. I moved to LA. I knew no one. I called this random kid and was like, Hey man, I'm in LA. I'm at LAX. How's it going? I knew nothing. <laughs> I had a washer and dryer box full of my home possessions. Just and I was on the plane? at LAX. I flew with everything. So I just landed at LAX without a single person in my name. I thought I was going to take an Uber or something to a hotel. I knew nothing. <laughs> so I called this kid on a whim, uh, lived yes. with him for a couple weeks, and he happened to be a film student at this little college in the Valley. So I started doing student yeah. films there, and that kind of branched out into me knowing a lot of my friend group now. Uh, I don't actually keep in touch with a lot of those guys, but a lot yeah. of the people that I met through them turned into my whole podcast. Like Valley College or? Uh, Columbia College Hollywood. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, do okay. a lot of like hands-on stuff, so yeah. it's a lot of... But I didn't get into hosting until um, that like, was, like three years ago. I think I witnessed ago. the birth of that. I think, that was yeah, around was, the time. Yeah, you were there for yeah. that. It was Please Explain Deadpool. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, so two things happened for hosting. I did a Bite Size show with Jesse McKeel. Yeah. Uh, Bite, Bite Size was a network. I don't know if it still exists, but oh, we were filming at the know. W downtown. It was like yeah. the most expensive rent yeah. in LA. We were on this corner office. And they, uh, Jesse and I, Jesse knew how much I liked comics. And he was like, Hey, we should do this show where you just talk comics. So I wrote, produced mm-hmm. and hosted with Jesse, the show that was just me basically doing what I do now, yeah. but the network had never went anywhere. So no one ever saw it. Right. So we do content after content. Eventually they sold it to like seven 11. I yeah. saw myself at a seven 11 once, which was weird, <laughs> but it didn't get released on YouTube. No one saw this I, thing. I kind of remember all that. Era. So I was like, yeah. why are we making things that no, no one sees? Saw. So I, I kind of left the internet for a year because I was like, this is a useless bad, bad. Yeah. Why is like, this a thing? Yeah. Uh, and that's actually Chloe, uh, uh, Dykstra and Michelle Morrow had a show and I made friends with them. Mm-hmm. Sax Carr was producing my show for That's a while. Right, him. Sax, yeah. Uh, so it turned into this great, like I met a lot of great people, but then I was like, the internet's not for me. I don't trust you it. You just didn't, yeah. For like a full year. Why is that? What, 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 I, other than the lack of views on the other show, what, 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 what scared you? It basically, I kept hearing horror stories of people either being taken advantage of right. or people not getting paid or yeah. a combination of both. And then with my experience of doing so much work for it, never getting seen, I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah, that's actually about right. That's the accurate. Internet. That, that is the, the internet. internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's your internet money? Uh, uh, there's like four rich YouTubers. Where's my shill us- money? I've been uh, still waiting on that check from the Disney Corporation. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, Matt Key had been doing a Marvel movie news show yeah, right, for, yeah. uh, I think he was like 20 episodes deep and him and Matt Cook were doing it. That's right. Cook, I joined yeah. super early. Yeah, so that's right. He reached out. He's like, hey, I liked your bite size show I heard about with Jesse. I've always liked our conversations. Do you want to come be a guest on my that's show? So Matt Key. He's the sweetest man. You know. So I started out on the cosmic couch. I was a guest like anyone else. Yep. I vibed with Matt, and then within two episodes, I was a regular. And then from mm-hmm. there, I've been doing Marvel Movie News for three years. And within the first six months of Marvel Movie News, I did a screen junkies, please explain Deadpool. Right. And that got me started with the uh the, the wider audience. The wider audience. And then I think well, we brought you in for a TV fight, right? Or were yeah. You, yeah. Uh, we just a TV, TV fight, fight first. and movie fight. Yeah. TV fight. They're really close together. Yes. 
Yes. Um, but then, you learned the speed round very quickly. Yeah. You came in. I remember that some of the staff there being like, who is this? <laughs> I changed the speed round game. Yeah. People yeah. learn the pause and go. They learn the pause and go from you. Before, <laughs> there was never the pause and go. You're absolutely right. You took that breath. We allowed it. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, but, 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 no. That's, that, it starts when you start. It's my own JTE rule. It's, <laughs> it's the pause and go. I got, <laughs> I got a little, like, I got, I got something I own. So now, the internet, a couple yes. years into it, your view of it's changed. To a point. Huh, to a point. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. There's still problems dude, with I'm people getting money. Like yeah, I yeah. said, shill money. Shill um, money. But I really respect... Uh, I don't do... I'd like more money, but yeah. I don't do it for the money now that I've accepted like what the internet is. I really appreciate the sharing of knowledge. And I think the internet's mm. all about reaching out. And the fact that like I did a podcast last month in New Zealand because they were a fan of my show in America. I called oh, New yeah. Zealand and we did like a, a 40 minute, like 20 questions. And that could never happen without today's technology. So yeah. for me now, the internet is connecting. Like I'm now f- like acquaintances with my hero from childhood, Rob Liefeld, because of my love of Deadpool, right. because of how much work I put into doing stuff that doesn't necessarily pay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. It's 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 for all the snark and the bad things about social media that can can exist, and and it's definitely you know there's a loud screaming constantly going on. Yeah, <laughs> it drives me a little crazy, but it's those kind of things. I yeah, I, I've occasionally I'll go on the Brick City Star Wars podcast, and it's like you got Robin in the East Coast, and then Scott over in Scotland. That's amazing. You know, I think it's Scotland. Oh gosh, if it's another if it's another UK area, <laughs> you've I'm, lost an I'm entire lost demographic. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's like positivity, it's man. Yeah. And so that, that's so important. Like you need that if you're going to be in the internet, you need to stay at least, at least somewhat the juice has to be worth the squeeze to a yeah. point. What, uh, and there's a, there is a huge difference between hosting the internet and just general traditional acting. Absolutely. You do all of it. Now the differences, do you find yourself, do you think you'll leave one behind? Could you do that? No. Or I think if the right part came around and I felt like my tool wasn't rusty. Like acting is a hard job. If you want it to be as good as you want it to be like, you can play yourself. Sure. But like, if you're going to be doing something like to me real and and there, Mm -hmm. you have to be like, you know, in that headspace. And I left acting, uh, a lesser because I just didn't like the repetition. Like Uh, to be really good. You have to have those words in your head. You have to know that character through and through. You have to be invested in someone that isn't you. And the thing I discovered when I did that explain Deadpool was within a week, someone stopped me on the street and was like, Hey, that thing, it was a kid yeah. and they were like hey that thing you said about Deadpool is how I feel and I was like oh my opinion's affecting a child yeah. and that was like that versus uh, okay. like I was in Star Trek and I was under seven hours of makeup and it was right. an honor to be on Star Trek but to me that wasn't something I could be like this is for my children yeah you were what into, into darkness right yeah I was in one I was one of the Nibberans you were the, the white uh, crazy like open, tribal aliens opening the movie yeah yeah that's right we how, shot that for weeks how, can we die, let's have a little fun talking yeah, about absolutely. that you got to work with JJ right I've had the privilege the honor the of honor. working with JJ David Fincher uh, I got to work with uh, like Chris Nolan, I've gotten yeah. to work with some of the best directors in the world and yeah. all of it has been like a pipe dream. Like when I yeah. look back, I'm like, oh, that's been my life. Oh, wow. And yeah. it's funny to go back and be like, that was me, but now I'm over here looking for that shill money. What, um, <laughs> what Nolan movie? You were Batman? I was, in, I was, I was obviously I was Batman. Yeah. Uh, I was one of Bane's henchmen in Rises. Um, okay. There was a beautiful, <laughs> there wow. was a beautiful two months where I was the only actor in the world that had shot on the two IMAX movies. Cause, yeah. uh, JJ, JJ did the, yeah. the IMAX open and then the rises was like those IMAX shots. So there was two months. I was like, I'm gonna be Leo. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both People like the tiniest the parts. Coy. Like they're both so infinitesimal, but like the IMAX prestige, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I'm waiting for those interviews to roll in. <laughs> Sir, can we talk to you, world record holder? Yeah, don't mind me. I'll just be over here on IMAX. 
So, so without you know not devolving into little gossipy fun details, working with these kind of titans of the game, that that you've got to learn some things. You got to JJ is far and away the most hands-on, sweet, practical director I've ever mm. worked with. That still maintains the scope. Like a lot of yeah. directors I've worked with are really great at talking to actors or really great at the technical stuff. JJ right. was both, and it was okay. so delightful. He remembered like food I liked. Really, like, him specifically, not not who he delegated to, not to this thing or that thing. Mm. On the last day of set, he had an ice cream truck come through and had each and everyone's favorite flavor ice cream sandwich and he was there with the truck handing them out to thank us to see that and and you hear yeah you hear a lot of those people like uh you you know it's weird some big type billionaire businessmen i know who are like i know the the housekeeping's life story i know that they just had a child six months ago and hopefully that's how they got there like hopefully like when i hear billionaire stories like that i'm like oh good they earned it by being personable yeah some of them jj was was that for me jj Uh, he was so hands-on. There was only like 40 uh, Star Trek and the Darkness hats made. Yeah. He made sure the first team got them and the Nibirins. Oh, that's cool. Like he handed each of us a hat and those are yeah. like the rarest. And it's, and that's one of my prized possessions. That's great. Because that's like so personal. Working uh, with them, yeah. So working on that set, like it was like a five-week shoot. It ended up being a way less a big part of the movie. It was like a nine-minute thing. Oh, They really? shopped into like a three or four. Uh, but what was cool yeah. is we shot basically a Star Trek episode. Okay. Like the whole thing, there was a full storyline about like praying to this God we respected and that yeah. God turned into the enterprise. And like there was this mythology they built. There was a language we learned. There was like so much. All of that and it's cut. All of that. And they kept the enterprise. But And I get it. Like I get why. <laughs> like I'm not snarky about acting as much as I am about like the way toxic internet culture is. Like yeah. I maintained my like oh, acting's great. But I like now that I'm in the internet, I'm like people got to be people. nicer. Yeah, but that's, that's, a te- that's how these films in these TV shows, it's so amazing, you know, yeah. to watch actors go through this where you don't know you're you're bringing your family to the premiere, yeah. To find out if you've got six lines and a career or a shot and a question of what you do next. I walked on that gray carpet. It was it was yeah. beautiful. It was the Grommans. It was gray carpet. Yeah. It was it was like the first thing they did in IMAX. It was like this such an honor. And then I sat down like, well, that's the end of our <laughs> stuff because it's the opening of the movie. So as soon as we leave, we're like. That's- <clears throat> So the opening was like, well, I guess they'll show us in the DVD. Um, <laughs> like, I really hope my mom and dad like Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, here we are. But I, I love the fact that I had all those experiences. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't change a thing. It was worth every bit of blood, sweat, and tears. And that movie mm-hmm. was the most brutal. We had like 18-hour shoot days. We had we had went through like military training to right. do it. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in suits that were basically latex and another layer of latex and then paint and then more latex. So your body pulled out the heat while you were sweating. So you were in like the sack of your own fluid that made you cold and hot at the same time. So you could get hypothermia. You could also overheat. We had a sack of your own fluid. It was hell. Uh, <laughs> contacts that covered half your eyeball, those ping pong. Yeah, ones. Yeah. And then your ears are covered cause it's a bald cap. Right. Your mouth has fake teeth in it. So you lose sight, sound, taste, touch. Like you're Everything. this amorphous blob of hope. Um, but they called me smiley on set. Cause I was the only nibber. And that was still like, we're working with JJ. This is worth it. Yeah. We're doing Star Trek on the big screen. It was so flattering. Shooting IMAX. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's, uh, how do you, how do you, you're, you're so positive. Uh, you talk about this. How do you deal with a disappointment? How do you deal with the disappointments of the industry, of an industry that's all about almost well-prepared chance? <laughs> well, yeah, it really is like being prepared for something that will never happen if yeah. you expect it to. Right. Like if you're like, this is the break. It's not the break. Not you got to always be prepared for everything. Um, it's hard for me. And like, people think I'm always positive and I can't be like my poor girlfriend. She sees like the darkness. The dark. Um, oh, the true Hollywood story of Koi. He gets disappointed. I, I don't yeah. get, I don't get angry. Uh, like I, I used to, when I was younger, I got angry at the okay. industry. Uh, I don't get angry. I just go like, well, someone did this. So now I deal with those ramifications. Uh, right. and I deal with like, you know, the perception of things. Like I look like a bro 
and right. I love comics. Like authentically. Sure. People assume like when they see Flash Thompson, they don't expect Peter Parker. Right, right. So right. people assume I'm this guy when I actually know the stuff and they think I'm posing. They think like comics mm. are popular. Look at this guy jumping on the bandwagon. Right. I'm like, bro, I was four years old collecting. I live this life. So it's that's the hardest thing for me is Again, being disappointed in others. It's that line that people love to put yeah, everyone they in. Separate, man. They they throw yeah. you in a box. Yep. So the disappointment I get is when I'm not like allowed the same opportunities as someone that looks different. Uh, mm. and that really puts me in a bubble of like, I can't look different for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the gym and I cut my hair this way. Right. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. And the mustache, the mud though. See the mustache that, was my first creative choice to be like, <laughs> at least I'm like eccentric. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That way. Yeah. I'm trying to bring It's a recent addition. It's, yeah. In the last two, three months. Yeah. How you, how you liked this? It was literally I had had a goatee, like a like yeah. a, a, an Oliver Queen goatee, mm-hmm. for so long that I was like, I forget what my chin looks like. Okay, I'm gonna do this I'll for fun. Back. So I shaved it, and I was like, Wait, this is kind of like classic Hollywood hosty. This is kind of yeah. classic. Like I'm gonna <laughs> give it a week. Within a week, Zac Efron had shaved into a mustache for right. some movie. Uh, Chris Pine uh, did it for like a thing. Within two weeks, uh, my boy Chris Evans was on a play with it. Right. And so like, and then Chris Hemsworth did it for a movie. So yep. there was this giant movement of mustache and I was like, was I beat the bell curve for there once. Go, I'm going to hold on to it. Henry Cavill, let's Henry not forget Ca- I mean, the, the mustache that destroyed a movie. That right? changed the world. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah just, and I then, can't do them. I, I, I'll do them occasionally. I'll do a Fu Manchu. Manchu. The Fu Manchu, but I can't, uh, my dad's had the same mustache for 40 plus years. Wow. Yeah. My whole life. He said, he's had what you have just a little mustache. When I went in the red carpet, I got, I got more talk. Uh, I had more opportunities because of the mustache. Really? People would literally like, uh, the, the wonderful, uh, Lashana Lynch, who's going to be in Captain Marvel was yeah. walking by and hadn't been stopping at that end of the carpet. And went, what's a beautiful mustache. <laughs> And I was like, this is my moment. So that yeah. like cemented it as like a brand. I think it's, a, I think it's a thing now because you know, the beard had its day again, the Just beard did. came back and then it got, I think too big. Yep. It, it cut it sometimes got, literally. Yeah. Too much of a thing. <laughs> uh, I have what's called the, uh, Oh, you're too turned 40 beard. That's different. <laughs> Very important. Different style. Uh, let me hide 10 pounds and, uh, <laughs> my youth. Um, but yeah, I think the mustache could have that. You could be at the front and center of this. It felt like I needed to keep it because I beat a wave for once. Yeah. Like, I, like I shaved my head into that, like, yeah. fury haircut uh, that Brad yes. Pitt had for a while. And yeah. I was like, yeah, before everyone does it. And then within, like, two months, that and the man bun were everything. And I was like, oh, oh what is my move oh, now? What do I do now? And then there was that frog guy, that, like, alt-right guy in the haircut. I was like, okay, this is gone. Get this rid of go- that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. But back to the disappointment thing. You talk about disappointments and others and opportunities. But, yeah, like, like. Uh, I, it's actually, I like hearing that you are, though you are positive and generally put out a positive energy, that the realistic side of the struggles of life in this town and everything. It's, I think it's just it, what I want like to be for, for people is, uh, an opportunity to be optimistic. What I want to pee, what, what I want my brand to be on the internet is like I was saying, like Ellen, I want people to have a place that's comfortable. I want people mm-hmm. to have a place to go that they know I love these things yeah. and that I'm at least positive to them publicly. Yeah. If I, and I don't want people to think I'm inhuman, but at the same time, I don't want to be the guy that it's venting his negativity on the internet because you have enough in your own life. The, le- the world's hard enough. You don't need my yeah. shit. Like, and you don't need me being upset about my world interrupting your world. And I like the idea of controlling the narrative a bit of just how you put things out there. Yeah. You know, how do you talk if you have certain problems with a movie that maybe it's a movie you, you, you've been waiting for a long time and then so, certain things but you do like 75% of the movie. Why are you going to focus on the 25? Exactly. It doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it, but how do you talk about it? Yeah. That's the key. 
Like this might've fallen apart because of this, this might've yeah. been a choice because of this. We understand this not working. And I think finding the positive and negative is something that the world needs more of because there's so much negative that mm. it's just, it's a waste to dive down that, that hole. And like yeah. the world when I'm not on the internet is negative enough. Like what yeah. I'm not putting out there is plenty. I just, I don't think it should bleed into my professional life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I the, the, the loud noises factor gets me too. Yeah. It's just where, there's a lot of things, like you said, you know, all jokes aside, you could find a thing every day that you should throw your weight behind. And that, again, that's not bad. I'm not saying don't. I just like sometimes then the, the screaming becomes louder than the issues. Exactly. And gets lost. And I'm, I'm a fairly political guy. Mm-hmm. I don't let that touch my, my, okay. uh, you know, my world because I think that, uh, Best case scenario, you rally a bunch of people behind you and you mm-hmm. help a cause. That is something millions of people can do and are doing, and I love yeah, that. Yeah. And I will join the cause. Yeah, but being the focal point of the cause alienates half your audience from the jump. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as you mm-hmm. have a, a point of view, and if I'm not the most informed, I can't do it. Like, I need to okay, know it, yeah. like, the back of my hand. I need to know every detail I need to. And, like, frankly, if I if there's a single argument towards something, I want to make sure I know that before I dive in. So I rarely get that invested. Yeah, you're irresponsibly tweeting out, yeah. Or just saying something where you don't know the whole story. I got to see not, both sides yeah. before I'm there. Yeah, you got to. That, I think that's a good way to approach it. Yeah, there's some things in life that are cut and dry. Well, yeah, I, think I mean, you would like, agree. there's a certain border yeah. issue that I think I can stand behind. Yeah, like, yeah, I can yeah, be exactly. like, well, this isn't okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about a certain uh, legislation passing on that because I don't know what subarticle 17B is. And right. until I do, I won't tweet it. Right. And that's where I think more people need to be more responsible that's, with their perspective. That, that That's actually, to, to be clear to anyone listening, yeah, that's kind of where my mind goes to yeah that's when when the loud noises isn't just being vocal about being upset about things or or, but i just sometimes think like oh just everyone let's focus down on what's going on here and see the exact thing yeah Yeah, absolutely well that's 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 fantastic stuff there too that it's uh, the internet the way it's changed the world and changed fandoms yeah we're talking about toxic fan fandoms which we've been talking about on force center we've been talking about jedi council all these places you guys talked about on on heroes recently so it breaks my heart yeah like it's truly one of the more upsetting things I've seen as an adult. Yeah. Um, I have a really hard time. <laughs> I have a really hard time because so many of my heroes turns out to be like less than good. Yeah. Uh, like I, I have this, like it's really hard to watch yeah. people fall from grace. Yeah. So when that comes into my fandom, it's like guys, this isn't even a person that's falling apart. It's an entire entity, and that's yeah. even more disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like when you you can be disappointed in a person because they're people and they make mistakes. Right. When you're disappointed in a people. God damn, like, guys, (laughs) love Star Wars, go. Love Spider-Man, go. Don't like Dan Slott Spider-Man because Doc Ock is Spider-Man? Read Sensational, perhaps. Read Ultimate. Like, all it takes is looking elsewhere and not being a dick about the thing you don't agree with. If they're affecting your life or hurting you, that's something. If they're doing something to your character, it's not your character. It's that writer's take on your character. Yes. And and at the end of the day, just go. Just Just go. Just do yourself the favor. Yeah. (laughs) Just pull the plug on it. You can live your life. It's that easy. You can live your life. And these people are real. That's the thing that yeah. like freaks me out. Like the separation of reality. I get that we look like an emoji. I get that we look like this 3D made 2D image that you can attack. But at the end of the day, we read that shit on YouTube and it yeah. affects us. Like I read every comment like a fool. Uh, oh, you like, do. I'm still on the, I, wow. I, I love people so much that if someone has a critique of me, I'd rather respond to it. If it's not a troll, if it's a troll, yeah, 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 yeah. like someone called me out the other day uh, for my yes man 
And I, I really appreciated the fact that they did it so respectfully. They were like, Hey, I really like Koi's perspective, but it seems like, and they listed their thing. And right. then I was able to retort with like three examples of me disagreeing with something, not liking something. And yes. th- like we've been talking about here, going the other direction. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, that completely makes sense. I'm going to try to do more of that. And yeah. that was because I read the damned comments. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not a bad thing to go through. I, I get like Jedi council. I haven't read a comment in two years. I just can't. That's just too much. It's too much going on there. But yeah, I've had that. Cause like someone recently said, I, I, Ken looks at Star Wars through like rose-colored glasses, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, I hate, <laughs> I hate these things, space whales, puffer pigs, yeah, some of the things, uh, you know, uh, I didn't love all the Canto bite. Um, as some of the dialogue is clumsy, but gosh darn it, Last Jedi connected with me in my soul, and I'm going to talk about yes. that more than I didn't like the CGI, hundred percent. In, in the father year chase. And like, that's fair. And that's, yeah. that's, and that's something you don't get if you don't connect to people. Right, and then right. that's what's hard is like, you know, you have thousands and thousands of followers. How do you connect with everyone? So you can't, but what yeah. you can do is when you see something that calls out to you and strikes you, you sure. can be involved. And if you don't, then that's harder to have a perspective that's, that's open and fair and balanced. And that, I mean, that also helps my input thing. Like if I'm yeah. constantly being fed information and my narcissism, I love like reading like, <laughs> Oh, so good. Like, thanks man. Yeah. It, it like sometimes on the internet you're paid in compliments and those. Yeah. Help. Yeah. There's those times. <laughs> And it's so funny because, you, you know, especially in the early days, like Jedi, when I saw some Jedi Alliance over there, the popcorn talk when you guys were starting Marvel there too. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, the comments were always pretty positive and yeah. we had like 30 comments. Right, Because it right. was like a 2,000 view episode. <laughs> right. And then there would be, you'd be like, oh, these people like me. This guy likes me. That girl likes me. Oh, I'm doing good. And one person like Ken must die. Oh. And you hold on to the yeah. Ken must die for like six months. Like yeah. I can remember some of the most like brutal negatives yeah. and the positives become like one positive little cloud. But then the one negative, you're like, it's, Should it, I call my mom? As as Julia Roberts says in Pretty Woman, the bad stuff's easier to believe. Yep. It, <laughs> it, it's a different core of you. It's a different core. And it's changed, though. Even 2014, when we started Jedi Alliance, I got really heavily into the internet stuff 2012 with the Schmoes when I came back yeah. uh, to work with them on producing stuff, leaving the stand-up comedy stage and all that kind of traditional stuff. And it's it's gotten worse from 2014. Oh, it's bad, man. It is. I've been doing Marvel since 2014. Yeah, Uh, and it's it's a different level of meme, and it's a different level of hate. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I feel like comic people are inherently oppressed by their nature. Like the people that are drawn to comics, like the underdog, because they feel like they need to subvert something. People that are drawn to these characters feel like they want to be more like X Y Z. Whether you're DC, whether you're Marvel, whether you're Image, you always want to be looking up at something and doing more. And I love right. that. I, the reason I love superheroes is because they represent all we can be, not all we are. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between some of these movies is like how you represent a character. You're trying to be larger than life. Cause Spider-Man appeals to me because he's not always winning. He's not always doing the right thing. Okay. He's dealing with w- how to do the wrong thing, right? How to solve the problem <laughs> that he caused, you know, and that's life. Yeah. So like, and that's why I love the clone saga. I'm a clone saga defender and that's a hell of a thing to be. But, um, when you're, when you're a comic fan, you feel oppressed and I feel like you feel like you can lash out because you feel wronged. And Uh, I feel like now comic fans have won. These movies make billions and hundreds of millions. So I'm not sure they know where to be angry. Like back in the day, you write to wizard Mm. and go, I don't like Rob Liefeld's feet. Now you write write on YouTube and go like, Koi talks too fast. He needs to calm down. Why does he have a mustache? And you go like, well, how does that, and that's a nice one, but like (laughs) I I leave the other ones out, but like mine, yeah, that's just Ken wondering what's going on with the mustache, but it's hard to be in that environment where you're putting yourself out there so publicly in a crowd that is vehement about whatever they love do you think do you think there's a way to change this spin this put this genie back in the bottle or is it just something we have to deal with and, and negotiate i've been trying to think about that too uh you know for me it's positive 
pockets of positivity right. might be the best spot to start. I don't know if it'll ever go away. I think that what I'm trying to do is what I want the world to feel more like. I'm aware of the negative. I see the negative and I, right. I, I vote. I go out. I, yeah. I help canvas. I do stuff. I just don't post about that stuff because I know it affects mm. other fans. Like I have a lot of very uh, opposite side of the aisle fans mm. that reach out to me like, hey, you mentioned very briefly this thing. How do you feel about this thing? I don't want that even in writing. I don't even want to respond because mm. I feel like if I don't know the fact enough, that's not my place. Right. I'm not a political commentator. Right. I'm not someone on Fox news or on CNN. I can't. Yeah. So what I feel like about negativity is know as much as you can about the source material, know as much as you can about the facts and then present your positive side of it. Mm-hmm. There's a positive to almost everything. If you look yeah. at the positive, eventually the world gets better. Mm-hmm. It's like the secret, but actual, like if you, <laughs> if you believe in this thing, suddenly you start seeing the silver lining around the cloud, like right. the cloud's still fucking there, yeah. but you're able to like look at this thing that doesn't suck like there's nothing that's inherently 100% wrong there is always something and the more you focus on that the more your life gets better yeah I like that. Yeah, that might be the approach. I, I sometimes worry that, like you said, the genie's out of the bottle. This has just been human nature from Cain killing Abel. Yeah. just had this problem. And, and you know, I, I keep going to Phantom Menace and poor Jake Lloyd getting run out of town and almost run out of his life. Yeah, man. And He's a good guy, too. Jake's great. Yeah, they, I mean, I feel so sorry for him. And, yeah. and you know what? Back then... I'm sure, uh, you know, at some point, maybe on my Friendster page, right, I probably but, posted something bad about little Jake Lloyd. And you that know? sucks to, to have that feeling of like remorse. And I hope yeah. that some of the people that are trolls now have that awakening, you know, so they can like so, look yeah. back on. Because it is, I think this is the most toxic time we've lived in for, for a lot of things. A lot of things, a lot of reasons, yeah. And I think some of it's like an awakening. And I yeah. hope that this is an awakening to, I hope it's a bubble that bursts. I hope we get to a, an exploding point where everything yeah. kind of crumbles and we can rebuild. I think this is a Phoenix situation. <laughs> I think rebuild. the world needs to have a big awakening to what's wrong yeah and then because i want dc and marvel to come together i want those fandoms to, to see each right. other as equals i yeah. want image comics to thrive i want uh, you know i want everyone to have their fandom represented but just because mine's doing better mm-hmm. in the eyes of a finance standpoint doesn't mean that like that's winning and i yeah. hate the winning thing the winning yeah winning winning and look i'm a sports guy uh, you know i used to coach baseball i love winning yeah winning's good in but a it's context not everything <laughs> Like Conor McGregor, he wins some stuff. He also threw a damn thing at a bus and made a mistake. That's not a winning moment. Like that's a human being making a human error. So keeping all those things in perspective, you can think Conor's the best fighter of all time. I do. But he also made a horrible mistake that injured someone. And I don't think he should be kicked out of the sport, but I think it should have ramifications. I think DC these are characters that are written. Not a single one of them has thrown a trolley or dolly at a bus and injured someone. What are the ramifications of a movie being bad? It didn't make money. People got fired. That's right. the end of it. It's the end of it. Live like, your life. Yeah. Go Live on and, and then hope for a better movie or Hey, even better be creative, write your own comic, write yeah. your own movie, start making stuff like Ryan Johnson. Wasn't handed last Jedi. Mm. He made a hell of a lot of good movies like brick, yeah. like looper. He earned it. You got to start somewhere. Brick was made for like $14. Yeah. Make your brick. Get to yeah. the point where you can make your Star Wars, make it however you want, and then deal with the trolls that are going to be the next generation. But <laughs> earn the right to complain is, is what I think. Earn the right to complain. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good thesis statement. That's earn where the, I am with toxicity. Uh, earn your right to complain. Yeah. If I know enough about a political statement that I'm going to st- talk about it, I've earned my right to complain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do like that a lot there. And, and there's uh, some people, they this whole just want to watch the world burn thing is, <sighs> you know, it, 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 it's it's real. It, it only goes so far. It doesn't, uh, doesn't mean we can't fight some of those actions but yeah some, but also for my old my old line of work and everything i can just tell you some people just 
eventually need to be, you know, dealt with. <laughs> That's Darwinism, man. Yeah, I, I, think- I don't mean physically. <laughs> I had one guy, one guy wrote me when I said that on Jedi uh, Council. It was like, I, I, I don't, actually don't disagree with you, but if you like to fight fans, I, I'll challenge you to a UFC fight. You thought you like, were threatening like an like, blanket no, threat? No, I'm just like, no. And number one, I didn't lose a fight in 17 years. I didn't win every fight. I didn't lose a fight in 17 years in my old job. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but... Um, I no, it's like I just mean like we can go out and meet this on on the metaphorical battlefield too, because but it, and not let the term. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Let it just lie where they're going to still burn the world. Yeah, yeah. At I some point, we got to grab the firefighters, coy. That's what I'm saying. There's a phoenix, and then there's also burning. Like there's yeah, Joker, yeah. and there's the phoenix. One has a rebirth, and one just ends a franchise. <laughs> oh no! Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, we, we, we covered a lot of ground here, as I would expect with you uh, here, Coy. But as we be, begin to start to close this interview here, I want to know where you go from now. Where Where is Coy uh, going to end up and how are you going to take over the world? I want to take over the world. Uh, yeah. My ambitions are, are large, man. I, I want to, like I said, Joe Rogan meets Ellen. I really want to change the way entertainment is perceived. I want to change the way internet is functioning. Mm-hmm. I want to change what network TV is. I want to change yeah. what streaming is. Uh, I want to be at a place where I can look back on my life and have it have ramifications for my grandkids, not just my kids. Mm. And, and that means doing big and bold enough things that it, it changes what media is. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring glowing positivity to the world of entertainment, the likes of which haven't been seen, mm. but still have ramifications that make people, I want what my positivity does to make people want to do better, not ignore what's bad. Yeah. And like, I want to be the, the voice of things that are working. Like there's a lot of great content out right now. We're living in such a glorious age that once per month, we get a comic book property yeah. in some medium. Right. Of film or television, not just comics. Right. Every week we get new comics and then every month Mon- we get new media. Yep. And I think people are so busy staring at what they think is wrong. They can't lean back and go like, I survived uh, X-Men, Brian Singer's leather clad fantasy film. Right. I, I, that was a great thing for its time and it still holds up, but yeah. that's what we had to get through to get to now where it's once a month. That was like every three years. Right. So I think that we need to look at how good things are. And I want to long-term have a show where it feels like that's what I'm, I'm representing. I want to have in-depth conversations like mm-hmm. this with the people that are making these movies that restructures how we're perceiving them. Like I love Sam Jones. I love yeah. inside the actor studio. I love these, yeah, yeah. these deep conversation things. And I want to bring that to pop culture. And I think that's going to take so much work that I'm excited to do. And I want to like build an empire. Like I want to build something that restructures what pop culture commentary feels like. Cause so many think people think pop culture commentary is a bunch of nerds sitting in a basement talking about yeah. nothing. I want it to be seen as just as important as, you know, uh, the, the view or, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, CNN's round table or a sports center. Yeah. Like I think it's just as fair. It's just as profitable. It's just as important. And I want to be taken just as seriously. And I'm on that one man mission. I love it. And it's, and it's deep stuff. There's this thing of, and cause I, I can face it, particularly in the star Wars media discussion mm-hmm. world now, where if you're being positive and you find things and you look at this and, you know, uh, you know, look at Alden's facial expressions in Solo and how it connects to the rest yeah, of that character man. and the depth of Kira that might be a couple, you know, inches deep. You might have to dig than it just being on the surface because you might need to read another book. You might really take a moment. Invest. Uh, that's that's part of the positivity. There's depth there. You're yeah. not just going, me like Star Wars. And how cool is it you get to share that? That's right. why I like this stuff, is it's yeah. me going, I noticed this thing you may not have. Right. Observe this journey we yeah. can go on together. And that's cool for the creators. That's cool for the studio. That's cool for the fans. That's positive for everyone. There's no inherent negativity there. Mm. And I feel like that's a way to bring positivity to pop culture without being a yes man. Mm. Yeah. We, yes man. Yes man is a bad thing. It is. Absolutely. And, and that's what I realized that. You realized 
realize that, but the positive voices in the media discussion world are not yes men. Yes men got us in humans. Like <laughs> it was a bunch of people going like Marvel's doing okay. We can't fail. What if we cut her hair because of budget? What yeah. if we make Kirby into a thing on earth? Not like mm-hmm. that was a series of yes men. And it got us the first major foible of Marvel. It's yes. like the only thing that I go like full miss. Full uh, swing and that's miss, being yeah. a yes man. So like right now, short term, it's trying to fight the perception of being a yes man while staying positive and long term it's changing the way pop culture commentary is perceived man that is some big far-reaching goals and i would expect nothing less for a, a man who came down the mountain <laughs> virginia i am fascinated by the virginia crazy mountain. life crazy the, the, the commune up there the john Dude, it was Drew beautiful Con- man it was <laughs> such a magical like and my mom had me at 16 yeah. and my grandma had her at 18 so hmm. when i was born my grandma was only in her mid-30s so like that's why I had wow, great crazy. great grandparents because they were only like eighty. Yeah. Wow. So like I, I not only did I get to meet them, I get to know them because they my to date my my biological dad's grandmother still goes to the movies and loves Tom Cruise. Wow. She's ninety six years old. I can call her up and talk about the latest Tom Cruise movies because she's obsessed. Yeah. And she's fully there and she's lived through ninety six years of life and that's like what and she's like let me tell you something let me tell you about that i was there for humphrey bogart i was yeah. there for john wayne <laughs> Tom grant ain't yeah. got nothing on those tom cruise sprints man <laughs> douglas fairbanks nothing <laughs> tom cruise i love that and that's that's so rare and i appreciate it so much and i think that's what's instilled this beautiful like sense of community in my life is i yeah. grew up in a community and i i want the internet to be my family like i want to to spread this to worldwide you know, appreciation. I'm all on board. I'm on the, I'm, I want to be in the koi business. It's going to be good. It's a good business. And to your own grandchildren, koi the ninth, uh, <laughs> I want to see it. Those poor children. True as well. So yeah. Uh, as we start to close out here, koi, let them know where they can find you, follow you and help you on your mission. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at C O Y J A N D R E A U. Hard to spell. Easy to say. Uh, also on Instagram where I have my own channel that I'm, I'm subverting everything since yeah. I'm supposed to be for uh, since I speak quickly I love the idea of minute long reviews and I'm not just doing stuff that you'd expect I'm right. doing what comic arc I like what single comic I like what experience I had like if I go on a good ride I'll have a minute review of it I like life experiences Perfect. like what restaurant I went to that I liked because I think the internet is about all media and I think that my insta reviews I'm trying to represent like and I had the best sandwich let me tell you about my sandwich or it's like this movie came out let me break down the spoilers non-spoilers so it's literally reviewing life on Instagram which is supposed to be for photos but screw it um yeah and then eventually i'm gonna bring all those to youtube uh so there's gonna be a, right. like 300 minute long videos on youtube under my name perfect uh so yeah twitter instagram youtube eventually and also i love having a, a civil discourse about like the clone wars for example on twitter like i love the reason i do this is for conversations so i'm yeah. around find him follow him coy john dro from the mountains <laughs> to the internet's <laughs> playgrounds. He's doing good work. So happy to have you in. Uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. This is a pleasure. We'll do it again. Uh, we'll do it. Maybe I'll take you to Sizzler. Yes. Do hot Sizzler the nights. I've been to Sizzler since the mountain. Oh, we definitely. Where I'm from, it's called Western Sizzler. Wow. When I moved I've out here, it dropped the Western yeah. and I was so confused, but it makes sense because we're as far west as it goes. We don't need it. I called it Western Sizzler my whole life. <laughs> So fun Sizzler fact to close out the show. I always thought it was Western Sizzler. Well, we're here in the West. That's what it is. (laughs) Thanks to Koi for coming in. You guys know the drill. You can follow me at Catnapsog. You can listen on several spots. And yes, we're aware recently we had a lot of uh, issues with our hosting site. Uh, At the time of this recording, it's still being worked on. Hopefully by the time you hear this episode, it will all have been fixed out. You can find us here on the Potomatic app. Uh, Go ahead and uh, look at iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget the website, napsogfiles.potomatic.net. 
net. You can listen to the episodes there. I have a Tee Public store. Links are from there. You can follow me on Twitch. You know the drill. Also, patreon.com slash files if you want to consider that. That is it for this week. We'll see you guys next time here on the Knapsack Files.